Hello and welcome to the Information Podcast. My name is Tim Nostrand. And I'm Brian Reynolds. CEO and CTO, respectively, of Information Technological Holdings. Today we're talking to Diego Dota of Uper. Uper is using artificial intelligence to act as a first responder therapist and give people access to mental health in ways that they've never had before. This conversation is going to be about mental health, AI, and much, much more. Stay tuned. So talk to me, what is mental health? Uh, Basically, one in five people on the planet suffers from mental health issues, right? Just the, in the U.S. is 43 million people uh, needing help. But the, the, actually the problem is not the mental health itself. is that 60% of people don't get help. I'm here for, to solve this problem, not solve the mental health itself. I had a burnout four years ago. I tried to solve by myself with self-help books. And this actually, the problem that I... I I faced in the, in the past was the same that people are facing right now. Like it took 10 years to find help. So imagine if you're facing a depression and and you try books, you try your family and you try something and, and it will take like 10 years to really find the real solution. Uh, this is uh, for me the, the big problem. I don't know guys if you have something, if you uh, ever had uh, some experience like that? I it's as as a founder, I know that it's hard to be founder, right? And this my my personal case with um, burnout, it was working a lot and and a lot of challenges, and I I quit my job because I was I, I was not understanding what was happening. Uh, so I write about it on Medium a lot. Uh, I've actually been diagnosed with bipolar 2. Uh, it's been something that I think has uh, in many ways driven a lot of my successes, but it's also been something that's very difficult to cope with. Uh, and it's only recently that you know I've had a name for it and I've been able to you know really understand sort of what's going on. Uh, and being able to engage in therapy, thank God, uh, for you know the overall medical system over in New Zealand where we were, and thank God that we're able to afford health insurance here uh, because you know the ability to access this stuff is so so important. One thing that uh, that I've always noticed was useful about therapy was being able to go there at times when I was healthy, uh, as well as at times when I was having problems. Can you talk about some of the ways that just sort of being in charge of our mental health uh, can be helpful even when we don't have a diagnosable condition? Therapy, as you said, it's an it's a awesome example, right? It's about knowing yourself, know what makes you happy, what makes you sad, and can, can prepare you for uh, tough moments so you can be more aware of uh, situations or factors that can influence your sadness. Uper is uh, 
it's all based on that so so what's the difference between just the general wellness and medical health like mental disease i feel like everywhere you go in our country people are talking about wellness and is that the same thing as mental health yeah i think people are are talking more about wellness because the stigma is slower right so okay it's wellness it's something soft here uh but uh, actually it, we need to see this in a holistic way right we need wellness solution and we need like real um, treatment for for mental diseases my my case for example i i tried to solve my problem quitting my job reading books doing doing exercise like building better habits, but uh, I was in need of uh, a real treatment for depression, for example. Uh, it's much more than just wellness, just build better habits. I can see this meditation trend, right? Oh, it, everything can be solved by, by meditation. Actually, meditation is not good for if you're having depression. It, it can like become worse the, the case of depression. We yeah, and I don't know if you tried if you tried like meditation, in some moments you you actually it can be worse than 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 good. That's interesting that you bring that up because Tim, as I know, is a huge proponent of meditation for Absolutely. for almost everything. So yeah, I've certainly meditated. Uh, I've even meditated a cold way. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, um, talk to me about the role of medication in treatment. What are the risks and benefits? You know, obviously meditation helps. Obviously therapy helps. What do you think of medication? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, medication is is just one more way to solve uh, some some problems. And as I said... um, uh, as meditation, meditation is good for something. Medication can be awesome for uh, some kind of problems. Uh, the, actually, the main problem of that is generally, usually they are like one size fits all, right? You can buy this and uh, doesn't matter your uh, your well, your specific problem. Uh, you maybe this cannot work well for you, and you need to have a awesome professional to understand that and really manage this uh, treatment yeah it's medication i've found is definitely something that you know it comes down to finding the right psychiatrist for that because the titration of all the different choices the management of side effects and getting to something that both controls the fundamental issue without you know encountering so many side effects is really really difficult uh i think that you know when all was said and done i probably went through a dozen different combinations of medication before i ended up where i am now and you know it really really takes a a very qualified professional to do that uh as i you know I've, i've found similar things with other types of treatment as well you know when we're talking about therapy there's so many different schools of thought in therapy and there's so many different ways that you know it can go wrong almost privacy if i'm talking to a machine about my mental health i feel like 
on one hand, that's information that is so valuable and so personal that I'm going to be afraid, first of all, of a company getting their hands on that, but second of all, who knows where AI is going in the future and, uh, you know, a machine knowing my mental flaws, is that something that you've considered? Yeah, for sure. This is our main concern here. Uh, This we take so serious and all your data is with you. Actually, we have a technology to to not uh, identify the messages. So it's everything uh, safety in your cell phone. And yeah, this this is uh, you you touching something very sensitive, right? And I think this is this is what GDPR is concerned about. Also, the whole GDPR thing has been such a nightmare. Nobody knows, you know, what it even means. Like it's so ambiguous and it's so unclear how it's actually going to be enforced uh, that it's been really really difficult to navigate. And I think it ultimately sets the sort of bar for investment higher in Europe. And I think it's going to have some really, really negative impacts on startup innovation in in Europe. Yeah. Uh, The first time when we saw some news, "Mm, let's let's see how much this will impact us. And after that, we saw the guidelines. And yeah, I think it's good, right? It's it's pretty good, this kind of uh, thing to protect the user. Uh, I know that's impacting costs, right? We need to be, we need to invest much more on that. It's not just launch MVP, and that's it. So jumping back into the landscape here. So, you know, we've been talking about what mental health is, the importance of mental health. Talk to me about the industry. Yeah, we have some players and I'm, I, I'm pretty excited with this, those players. Um, players that are trying to give more access to therapy. They are breaking the physical barrier. Talkspace is one uh, an excellent example that they received last year thirty one million dollars Series C. Uh, they beside they they are giving more access, but they still have problem about stigma and cost. And we have another side totally different, right? We have this wellness movement with meditation, and we can. We can see big players on that, like Headspace. They, to me, Headspace. They, they are more like a storytelling case than <laughs> wellness case. They break the. They they have that story around Andy, uh, and that work worked so well. I think it's super important when you are B two C have this kind of. To me, it's um. Uh, competitive advantage you have this story and you no one can copy this story that's it <laughs> now there's only one monk that created this uh, that translated mindfulness i think he's the scott Rogowski of uh, mindfulness if you would. <laughs> yeah it's 
They also, they received 36 million last year. So they are doing super great. You know, I, I have to commend you. Uh, I think more than any of our other guests, you have a firm grasp on your competition and how much money they're making and raising. And I think that's a very <laughs> important thing that a lot of people aren't paying attention to the space they're in. So how does Uper solve problems? Let's get right into it. We, we are the, as I said, we are the first responder for mental health. And so um, if, you, if you're facing some depression moment, you download Uper and uh, our goal is to track, discover actually, we can, you can discover if you have symptoms of depression and after that, we can suggest uh, solutions for that to do a self-guide therapy. And basically, you can have a quick conversation that can change your whole day or can improve uh, some, some symptoms, right? Can, can reduce some symptoms. And as I said, we are using this... Our, our main goal for AI is deliver the right psychological technique Personalize it to your need and style. So, so walk me through this. Let, let's say I have, uh, hypothetically, I have a weekly phone call with my father and I have a complicated relationship with him. This is hypothetical. Uh, but let's say that he's domineering and he wants me to be a certain way and I can't ever live up to that. And I'm feeling particularly stressed out about it at a random time. Let's say right now. If I picked up the app, what would my experience be? Uh, we will we'll start a conversation with you and you will start uh, saying the problem and we will have some paths that you paths that, that you can follow to to understand, okay, can I do something right now? No, I can't do anything right now. So you, the, the goal is not really change your mood, but okay, now I, I have a better understanding. Uh, how, can, how can I receive that message? Mm-hmm. And so when you say, I'm having a conversation, I'm having a conversation with AI. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's the science back here? Yeah, our science team is led by Dr. Joseph Hamilton. Uh, he's a psychiatrist and he, with more than like 12, 13 years uh, with experience. And he was the guy that uh, understood that, oh, I, I, need to, I need to scale my arms here. I need to scale my time. Uh, I can help much more people with technology uh, I'm seeing some patterns here that actually what I'm doing here, I'm following a script so I can actually automate that and help much more people around the world. And he was the guy that, uh, that got this, techno- that, this psychological techniques and we merged with technology to really... Uh, fit with like a self-guide solution. Uh, right now, we have data from more than one hundred thousand users, and we we already proved that uh, if you use at least one uh, once a week, you can significantly reduce symptoms of anxiety, depressions, depression, or social anxiety. 
these three conditions are our our three main goals right now and we are finishing our article to publish our results to me as i am not a person from the health uh, market to me was really impressive what we did in two weeks actually i, I received uh, users emails Uh, saying that, oh, this is super cool, in one day, two days, we can see some reviews, right? I already feeling better, and no, no this is not possible, and Hamilton, yeah, this is possible, we can do that, and and we have great results for that, and we want to, to really publish this to prove, is our main goal right now, the app is totally free for that, we want, uh, we want people using for more than eight weeks, to have data to to like leverage this article. So in many ways you're running this massive scientific experiment over many many people, you know, you're able to, you know, try out various interventions and you have all kinds of self-report stats coming back. Uh, theoretically, as people use this for longer and longer, you'll be able to see trends over time, a very longitudinal study in that way. Is FDA or other regulation a factor here? Yeah, uh, there's a specific um, recommendation or guideline on FDA is the Appendix B. And they, they uh, don't regulate this kind of app. Uh, because it represents for them like lower risk to the public and can help treatments. I think in the future they will do something. And to me it's inevitable start some regulation. And I think it's important also because um, this is something inevitable. People will use much more this kind of solution. Yeah, personally, you know, I, I would, as a, a general rule prefer to see sort of like less regulation because I feel like if this were a heavily regulated area, the kind of innovation that you guys are doing at Uber might not be available to startups. Uh, at the end of the day, this kind of stuff, you know, it just might require such a higher degree of investment that you run into the same problem you run into with big pharma, where the only companies that have access to it are these huge companies and it just kind of like stifles innovation. Yeah, this is the down point. Uh, I agree with you for sure. Um, let's see. Let's see what will happen. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to to see. But I agree with you. Like, if you don't regulate, you can be more free to innovate and try different things. I think there's the down point and up point for that. Are there any notable success stories? I have uh, my our first. It was funny three years ago. We launched Uper like, okay, let's launch this and see what will happen. Uper was a paid app. You need to pay 80, buck, 80 bucks for the app. It was a little bit expensive, yeah. <laughs> and we launched and boom, someone bought. Whoa, nice. Uh, let's, let's talk with this. I, I did an interview with the, the person. It was impressive, the interview. The guy, one day before download Uper, Uh, someone said, "Oh man, uh, I think you are you don't you don't know how to talk with people. You're too shy. You're you're always like alone in your house." And the person was, "Oh, 
Yeah, this is something that I, I don't like too much. So the person uh, looked for straight on uh, Play Store. I am shy. Like as as people are doing that on Google, right? Googling like I'm shy. <laughs> They did that straight on on Play Store. And this this was a discovery itself. Wow, people are using Play Store and Apple to like ask things. And not asking Google, hmm, this is something interesting. But uh, he needs to work someplace to 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 like make money. But his dream was um, be a, a drawer. He he like draw a lot of um, things. He he sent me uh, some drawings. It was awesome. I asked, "Whoa, man, why why don't you work with that?" And no, no, I need to do a. Uh, a course for that. I need to show this this drawing to someone. Someone will say that's horrible. So he was having some. He was falling in some traps, right? And after three months using Uper, in that time Uper actually was a very uh, short uh, solution. In one month, you 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 can like you could finish the whole app. And in three months, he quit the job. He started working with drawing. I bought a draw. <laughs> I, I, I asked, please, man, make a drawing <laughs> of me. I published in my social networks talking about him and the whole story about that. Uh, nowadays, we are friends. So he's still working with drawings. He's still working. He's still using Uper, three years using Uper. And uh, it's, it, to me, it's the best story. It was our first user. Talk to us about funding. Yeah, for sure. We are planning our our seed deck right now to start like reaching VCs and like we we received the angel investment and now it's time for the seed. We have we have metrics for that, so we have product users. And, and the right time for that we we didn't do that before because we saw that the product was not good enough our evaluation won't be so good so now it's pretty pretty good for that we uh you know we have plenty of experience sort of working with investors and you know it can honestly be a full-time job mm -hmm. just just the interaction between the investors making sure you're successfully managing their expectations Uh, and all I can really say is that, you know, the thing we've found throughout this whole experience has been finding the right capital partners, finding people who are going to contribute, you know, if not strategically, at least not be a draw on your resources. Because while they could put cash down, the expectations of certain uh, founder or certain investors can actually have a huge, huge negative impact on a business. So finding the right capital partners is so important. You know, being able to say no to an investor who's ultimately going to, you know, be more harm than good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> This is super important, right? It's smart money and yeah. Great. Um, so do you guys have revenue? 
Now, right now, we don't have revenue. We like we tested some packages in the past just to to. We were like uh, I think we something that we did wrong in the beginning. We we didn't have uh, like one metric that matters. We were like pursuing all metrics as possible: revenue, acquisition, engagement, activation, referral, everything, everything. And so we tried that <laughs> in the beginning. It was it was actually it was good, but we lost some time because we couldn't focus in one metric. Right now is like engagement. Okay, let's have a super engaging product. Let's uh, fill the holes, and <laughs> that's it. Great, great. Yeah, we we have found just sort of as a personal driver, as founders, you know, making sure that everybody's aligned on what your one to three key KPIs are is just like it's the the ultimate thing that you can do in sort of planning the early stages of a company because without that you have no real way of evaluating whether or not you're making progress to your goals and you also have no way of determining when it might be time to cut the cord you know if it comes to that and so for everything we do you know our first meetings is almost always about what kpis we care about mm -hmm, for sure yeah i think when when you're innovating there's some you have some clues about your your kpis when you're when you want to do want to be another player you have another clues right if i want to create a new meditation app probably i will go revenue and that's it. I'm not uh, reinventing anything here. I'm following some leaders. Let's go. I think it's a good strategy to not like try another kind of metric in a scenario that now it's about it's about revenue. And in the beginning, just to 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 have an example, we tried Uper in many languages because we okay. It's about acquisition. Let's go. <laughs> The entire world will use Uper. My God, it was impossible manage like <laughs> manage like the product was like in the beginning. We are creating and creating and translating at the same time. Oh my God! Yeah, we always say that you, you really need to focus on one country. If you go too early, if you try to figure out internationalization, that's the only thing you're doing. Real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say Series C, Series D, maybe <laughs> we can have we can have this this goal. Yeah, once once you've got all forty three million people in the United States who have mental disorders on the platform, then you can look into England. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, we were talking with Diego Dota of Uper. Check them out on the App Store where you hopefully don't have to spend $80 to try it out. Again, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you know anyone who should be on the podcast or you have thoughts, comments, or questions that you want to send our way, shoot us an email at podcast at informationholdings.co. Thanks for listening.